hello and welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me as always, AJ Rebecca. What's going on, Bill? What's going on, AJ? We also have with us our producer, Craig Stanton. Hey, hey. Today we are talking about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Episode <laughs> 9 in the Skywalker saga of the Star Wars films, if you will. Uh, AJ, do you have a synopsis for us? The surviving resistance faces the First Order once more as Ray, Finn, and Poe Dameron's <laughs> journey continues. With the power and knowledge of generations behind them, the final battle commences. Hmm. Bill, should I go see it? No. This was one of the worst movies I've ever seen let me, in let, my entire let life. Let me start by saying I understand how fruitless and silly it is to say not to watch the final chapter in a nine-chapter story. But I cannot, in good conscience, sleep at night saying yes and at, telling someone that they should submit themselves to this horrific, horrific film. And we got feedback from a listener about... The amount of cursing we do, and I try to limit it. I try to limit it if I can, but this movie is dog shit, and that's the only way I know how to describe it. <laughs> it's pure yeah, dog shit. Um, Great there's a lot of places we can start. Um, I think the first and foremost thing is this will be spoilers uh, abound because this has been in the works for the last. 40 years. Right. So like we you got to kind of look at the whole picture when we talk about this last installment of the biggest movie franchise in the history of fucking the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Yep. So they're going to be spoilers. A, B, there's going to be cursing because we're both passionate about as Bill said this movie's dog shit. And C, um I want to tell you to go see it for yourself. And please comment on on how you feel. And maybe we're so far off base, um, but I really kind of want to get our viewers' opinion. And then D, the last <laughs> thing, is that we would love to talk about Star Wars, um, the future moving forward, uh, a, a, away from the Skywalker saga, uh -huh. the amazing work that's being done by Dave Filoni and John Favreau with The sure. Mandalorian, and kind of all that. So, Bill. Yeah. Let's start with... Uh, how every Star Wars movie starts with the scrolling text into outer space. The dead speak. The dead speak. This is the first. If you this need the first to tell word. me that Palpatine's back after 40 fucking years through an exposition scroll in the first 20 <laughs> seconds of the film, J.J. Abrams, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, bringing back Palpatine, uh, which we knew about from the trailer for this movie where you hear the laugh and yeah. everybody was like, oh my God, Palpatine's back, uh, is a mistake. For many reasons. Uh, a couple that we'll go into right now. Sure. Uh, one is, well, the main reason, well, the main reason we're going back is bad from a story perspective yeah. and a theming perspective. Sure. Is it completely undermines the entire six movie arc of Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker, his story of redemption ends with him sacrificing himself in order to kill Emperor Palpatine, save his son, and sort of def defect from the dark side. And we see that build him build to this crescendo of a moment of him making the sacrifice and killing the, the Emperor and then ending up uh, dying at the end of Return of Jedi. Like, that's what we spent three movies doing to get to that point. And now, two movies later, we're like, oh, no, 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 he, he's, he's back. Palpatine's back. That sacrifice was for nothing. Palpatine's still around. 
He survived the destruction of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, even above and beyond surviving falling down whatever that shaft was he got thrown down. Yeah. Uh, he's back. For what reason? Uh, because. Just because. So it, For fans. It because, made, because we wanted to bring back a well-known character. Yes. So it doesn't make sense in that avenue. The second way it doesn't make sense for this specific story arc is the whole point of Ray that I thought from episode seven on is it doesn't matter what name you're born into, yes. right? Like if you're force sensitive and you can understand the way of the Jedi, doesn't matter what your background is. Yes. And they kind of talk about it in episode seven. They push hard on it in episode eight. Yep. And then JJ, for some reason, flips a switch and goes, oh no, it, it totally matters because when you're Palpatine's granddaughter, then the whole thing makes sense on why there's this battle between good and evil. And right. it's like, what? What yeah. the fuck just happened? What then? Why did we do? Why did we do what right, we did right, before? Right. So I mean, that's that is the big spoiler. 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 Is is Ray ends up being Palpatine's granddaughter, and that's why she has the power she has. And this contradicts Ryan Johnson's film, The Last Jedi, in which Kylo Ren says to uh, Ray that her parents were nobody, that they abandoned her yep. on a, on a junk planet and left her behind because they didn't want a kid. Yep. And. Dude, the movie ends with the kid in the stable looking at the broom. Right, I know, and lifting the broom with with potentially force power. Yeah, whatever. and so that to me also is the biggest betrayal of this uh, that this movie makes, which is if you look at the story of Star Wars, as I believe uh, they led up to and should be, is that anybody can use the force. Anyone can be a force for good. Whether you are a boy on Tatooine, a girl on Jakku, a stable boy on Canto Bright. <laughs> Or bite, whatever name is, or like oh, you were doing so good there. For a <laughs> or, or you in the audience, or you the kid at home watching these movies. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole point is you're watching the screen and you're like, oh my god, like look at this story of mm-hmm. of this person who comes out of nowhere and becomes a hero. Uh, and then in this movie, they're like, no, 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 you need to be part of, you need to be born into it. Sorry, only three families matter in this entire galaxy, and everybody else can go to hell. And like, screw your dreams, screw your hopes. You're never going to be a Jedi unless you're born into it. Like it's. So contradictory to what I feel Star Wars should be. And even if you look at A New Hope by itself, if you were to completely divorce that from the entire saga, yeah, it's a kid from Tatooine who ends up saving the galaxy. Just classic hero story. They end up adding in Vader as the father and da-da-da-da-da. But if you just look at A New Hope sure. as a standalone story, which has a beginning, middle, and end, and is the only Star Wars movie that's worth a damn, uh, well, That's you, the story. Well, you always say that like the best movie is when you come in as late as possible and, and get, get out, out as early, early as yes. possible. And New right? Hope does that. Exactly. Yeah. And so this movie throws all of that away and makes it about, once again, the the Skywalkers and now the Palpatines and the Kenobis, whatever. Like, those are the only families that matter or have any power in this entire galaxy. The other thing, so we've mentioned J.J. and Ryan. So just to give a little backstory. J.J. Abrams directed The Force Awakens, which restarted uh, the sequel or started sure. the Star Wars trilogy here that we're in. Uh, Ryan Johnson took over to write and direct The Last Jedi, which is a very controversial movie in that he did things that had not been done in Star Wars movies before and kind of subverted a lot of expectations and set a lot of things in motion that people were confused by, which I think was a good thing. And it should be, you should challenge an audience, not just placate to them. Uh, and then J.J. Abrams took back over for this movie and essentially erased a lot of what was set up in Last Jedi to yep. the point where, honestly, you could go right from Force Awakens to this, never have seen Last, Last Jedi, and you wouldn't really miss much. Uh, they basically just expunged everything that happened in it. 
which I think is a shameful outrage uh, because the stuff that they were doing in Last Jedi, upon retrospect, you know, did that was that movie perfect? No, but there was definitely some interesting choices that were made that made you think and were and challenged you a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay, let's see what they do with this. Like, for instance. Kill the past, let it die, that whole thing. Yeah, like killing off Snoke with like no real like background. Uh, Ray's parents not being anybody in particular. Well, uh, we learned that it, very early in the movie that the new emperor of Snoke, quote, air quote, was just this holographic treatment that was invented by um, Palpatine. Right. In his It all goes of, back to Palpatine pulling the strings. Yeah, that's dumb. it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that, the thing that they erased in the first scene of Rise of Skywalker is they introduce Palpatine and they realize that he's actually sort of the, the leader and that Kylo Ren is now going to sort of work under Palpatine. And that to me was the biggest betrayal of Last Jedi because what was so exciting for me going into this movie was the idea that for the first time in Star Wars history, one of our protagonists is the supreme leader because Kylo Ren kills Snoke and That's takes it. over yep. and he's now in charge of, for lack of a better term, the Empire. Yeah. And we've never had that before. It's always been, uh, you know, Palpatine's always been a side character. And then either he's had Darth Maul under him or Darth Vader under him. Or then we have Snoke as the Supreme Leader with Kylo Ren under him. Like, mm -hmm. we've never actually followed the person that's the actual yeah. decision maker villain, in the Emperor. The villain. And then this Last Jedi ends and we go into this movie and I'm like, oh shit, we're going to get to see Kylo Ren with all the, the, the resources at his disposal in charge of the Empire. Like, what's he going to do? And then scene one, nope, he's just a puppet for Palpatine. Sorry, he's not actually going to be the Supreme Leader. It's like, okay, well, there goes an actually really interesting storyline that we've thrown out the window. Uh, so that upset me. Uh, I have so much that I could talk about yeah, right I now mean, that, like, is, okay, that so upset like, me about this movie. The story, so we've agreed upon the story. The story actually doesn't make any sense. Like, it, it, it doesn't make... It's a chase. The whole movie's a MacGuffin chase. A MacGuffin uh, chase? Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, a MacGuffin. Uh, it's uh, is that like a is that like an egg is sandwich? that the bar at AMC? <laughs> they call yes, the bar at AMC is named after wow. MacGuffin. Wow, I have a problem. But the term MacGuffin uh, was coined by Alfred Hitchcock, where the MacGuffin is just the thing that the characters need to get. In Marvel movies, the MacGuffin is always an Infinity Stone. It's a shiny uh, object, whatever. It's the it's the machine that cracks the enemy code. It's the yeah. whatever. It's the thing that you're going after. It's a sure. MacGuffin. It's, you can insert anything in there, but that's the movies are chases. Indiana Jones movies are just chasing after whatever the MacGuffin is at the time. Yeah. This movie ha is instead of characters and and interesting plot lines, is just a MacGuffin chase where they need to go to uh, they need to go to where they need to go to the desert planet, which is not Tatooine or Jakku or any of the other dance. There's a new desert planet that yep. has a burning man happening, whatever. Yep. They need to go to that planet so that they can find the ship, so that they can find the, the thing, the dagger that will guide them to the wayfinder so that they can get to the planet where Palpatine is. Like, it's all just... Yeesh. It's, yeah, and dude, to, it's bad. And you need to get... But first, you need to translate the dagger and C-3PO isn't... Programming isn't allowed to do it. So now you need to take C-3PO to a planet to find somebody who can crack into his system so that they can... Remind like, me of like a really bad quest line in a video game. A very video game-like, yes. Where they just keep moving the goalposts and it's just new sub, it. side mission, side mission, side mission. And then... There's, there's no, there other, is no story. Yeah, and then every other 15 or 20 minutes was like a mini boss battle with like our right, heroes gotta, yes. fighting like 
this sub boss that's yeah. part of Kylo Ren's what was he called the Knights of Ren the Knights of Ren which which was were the never dumb, explained literally n- not explained and they did nothing but follow him around the entire movie yeah until he kills him at the end stupid yeah it, it's in it reminded me of uh, Kevin Kevin Smith on YouTube uh, there's a video of him talking about when he was asked to write a Superman script at one point for Warner Brothers and the feedback he kept getting from the studio was like there needs to be an action beat. Like every 15 pages, like some sort of action needs to happen. Like they just want to like force in something to keep the audience interested. Yeah. And ever since hearing that, every time I see a big studio movie and there's like a random chase scene just inserted every yeah. 15 to 20 minutes, That's- I think of that. Because like this movie has that galore. Uh, they, the whole movie, because it is such a, just a chase and there's no time to slow down and develop anything, the whole movie just felt super hollow. And felt like there was very superficial. There were no stakes. Like, for example, we have a giant lightsaber duel in the middle of like a raging sea on the on the on the, the old Death Star that's crashed into yeah, whatever crashed planet. Yeah, crashed into a planet. And if you sort of just look at it aesthetically, it looks like a beautiful sequence and like an amazing action sequence. Sure. But when you're watching it. You don't feel anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, what are we even doing here? Like, why is this happening? For what? Like, it, there's just no connection to it. It's funny because I remember when we, when we, uh, kind of a weird pull, but when we talked about um, Better Call Saul, right? Mm-hmm. Your main thing was, I don't care about Better Call Saul because I know what ends up happening, right? It's sure. like, we're, we're, we're learning about all this stuff, but all of those points that were, were in Breaking Bad that were like super aggressive or super tension built, like they don't matter when you watch Better Call Saul because you know yeah. what happens. Yeah. This was kind of the flip side is that this is the ninth movie. There's a payoff. There, well, there should, should be. be a payoff. Yeah. But as it's happening in real time, it's so poorly done that you don't really care about the end. All I wanted to do was get out of the movie theater. Yeah. They didn't, For to your point, the fact that it is the ninth movie, right? At this point in storytelling, like all your dominoes should be in place. And now you're just watching like the natural payoff from everything you've already set up. If you have a, there's another saying in writing is if you have an, an issue, a third act problem, you mm-hmm. actually have a, an act one problem. Like, yeah. you, like you need to set up things right so that they end properly. And we've had eight movies to do that. And yet somehow this movie comes in and it suffers from like the worst case of this I've seen in, in, in a movie in a while where they spend the first half hour with tons of exposition explaining stuff that is like the most important stuff in the galaxy. Dude, they did it in the scroll in the beginning. That you just didn't know about. Like, oh, yeah, we didn't tell you about this yet, but it's actually super important. There's actually a planet for the Sith and they have a giant fleet and yep. Palpatine's still alive and there's this wayfinder that will help you get yeah. to this planet of the Sith, which is actually kind of hidden. They just like introduce all these new concepts and new things well, that I read are super it, important. I read an article online. Nowhere. I read an article online that was basically like, if you want to understand where we get to as the scroll starts, you need to play, there's like, uh, two graphic novels, right? There's yeah. a short fucking story. There's an intro movie to the f- new Fortnite update with Star Wars. And then then you have all the canon pieces to be ready to see what happens when the scroll starts. Yeah, I just watched eight movies over the course of X amount of years. I shouldn't have to do all that to get the information yeah, it's dumb. to watch the ninth movie. It's I not have thought a, out I have all. a question. Please. Why do you... How, how and why do you think that happened like obviously they did not set out to make a confusing and bad film right so like what what do you think the reasons are that all this wacky I have, shit I have my thing I have a occurred. couple theories yeah. so my, my my and he's probably his 
probably is much more in depth and better. Yeah, he's a pretty but smart guy. He's very <laughs> is that I don't think so. JJ was not only to write write and direct one and three, but he was supposed to also be the creative director for one, two, and three. And he was never gonna direct two and he was never gonna direct three. And I think they had a vague idea as they started out for this new trilogy on what was going to happen. But I think the inability for Kathleen Kennedy to run this IP correctly and understand she's the head, she's basically the new head of Lucasfilm. She controls all the star Wars IP and how it relates to Disney and all the other ventures. So at the end of the day, like it's her head on the chopping block. Like that, this is her, everything star Wars runs through her. So I honestly don't think that it was planned well to understand what would happen from the moment the credits rolled on episode seven to when they stopped it at nine. Yeah, I think that's the there's two issues. The biggest one being that no oversight. Yeah. And they did not have, and now they do based on the acquisition, but they did not have someone like Kevin Feige to oversee who was in charge of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, who like had a hand in and was aware of all projects happening at all time to make sure there was a continuity and made sure everything mm-hmm. connected. Uh, and he did that over 11 years, 20 films, what a 20 plus films and everything, you know, coalesced perfectly. They didn't have that over in, in, in Star Wars land. Uh, and so now, now they have Kevin Feige and I believe they are bringing him in to oversee future Star Wars, uh, which is great for them. They're lucky after the Disney Marvel merger that they got his talent to oversee things like that, but they didn't have that. So that's the number one. And then number two was the reaction to Last Jedi. Uh, and clearly they were more concerned with fandom and their fandom, their fan base and keeping them happy than they were with actually telling an interesting story or challenging them. So things like, for instance, the character of Rose, who was introduced in The Last Jedi and actually played a fairly large part in that film, has approximately one minute of screen time in this film. And she was someone who fans hated. They went after yeah, I mean, her viciously, did, saying that she's a bad character. She's dumb. Well, I just dumb, don't understand. Yeah, I didn't understand. And they're like, "Oh, our fans don't like her. We should probably take her back." And then we challenge our fans by saying, "Ray's nobody. She's just somebody who is force sensitive." And everybody flips out, like, "No, she asks, who's she going to come from? How can she be nobody? What's this about?" And they're like, "Oh, the fans don't really like that she's from nobody. We should probably pick somebody." So they bring back Palpatine. And after mm-hmm. I watch this movie, I feel as though if this was the direction they wanted to take at the end of everything was having Palpatine be this all encompassing bad guy, then they should have just took nine. They could have split that into two movies and then use that as a storyline instead of what they did for um, the last Jedi. Oh yeah. So you're saying, you know what if I mean? You, yeah. If like you, nine over, could if have you been split it ahead. Yeah. Sure, that's yeah. what I'm saying is that that nine could have been really split in two and been like eight and nine. Right. It's just that, What's his name? Ryan Johnson. Johnson had his time. He took what happened in episode seven, built upon that in this new universe, but it just doesn't align with what happens in nine to a point where it's like comical. It doesn't make sense. I wish that Ryan Johnson had the ability to do nine also, or that they give him the whole trilogy. Like for, again, for the consistency piece and because I think he's more interesting, but you can tell it's a rebuke to The Last Jedi in like there's like it's direct in terms of like for one example in last jedi when she first sees mark hamill he throws the lightsaber over her shoulder remember and he's just like fuck it whatever yeah. and then in this movie she goes to throw her lightsaber into a fire and force ghost mark hamill grabs it and says a true jedi respects their weapon like properly or whatever more than this it's like 
what? Like you can, it's just a clear stab at what happened in the last Jedi, like undoing everything that happened in that past movie. It, it was so frustrating. And then not only that, like we're talking big picture right now. We haven't even gotten into like the stupidity of things that happen in the movie. Sure. Like, for example, let me give you a small one. Uh, can Ray fly or not? Because we, the first time we see her, she's levitating and then has full control over her descent back to the ground, right? Yeah. Then when they're fighting in the lightsaber fight, they're doing like these giant backflips and things like that. Sure. Then she's in the, so not quite flying, but doing large jumps. And then in the wreckage of the Death Star, she is just struggling to climb up the wall, just sweat beating down, <laughs> slipping and almost dying. It's like, what are we doing here? Like no consistency. And she gets the knife, right? Okay, so this knife has a cutout and it's actually a map, whatever. Fucking stupid. And she goes to the planet to use it. And she realizes that it's actually a, a map when you hold it up. When she holds it up and the outline that's cut into the dagger is the outline of the Death Star wreckage and it realize it's pointing at like where she needs to go. Meanwhile, the Death Star has been in this ocean being pounded by waves for decades and she happens to pull out the dagger and hold it up at the exact right distance and angle for it to work as a map perfectly in that moment. Wow, that's pretty convenient, I would say. <laughs> There's like so much just stupid, stupid stuff in this movie. They're fighting on top of a ship on like a Higgins type craft lands and then they come out on on horses or whatever they are. Yeah, I don't There's know. There's horse fighting. Yeah. All these, this, they create a giant fleet of Death Star, not Death Stars, of Star Destroyers that have Death Star capability from this ancient temple or whatever. Like Palpatine just raises them. They're fully staffed, of course, by who, who knows. But they can't get out of the atmosphere unless this ground antenna is taken out first. Like, are you shitting me with this? Like, what are they doing? Fully staffed. <laughs> yeah, they got thousands of Star Destroyers. Yeah, that's where you, that's where you the, go, the, line. the, the ghost of a, what a was thousand the hiring process. Yeah. I, it's just none of it. It's just so lazy and dumb. And then they rip off the ending of Endgame, but they don't do it well. Um, it's, it's just the whole ending takes place in a lightning storm. His lightning, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, Palpatine's lightning will, will zap their ships, not destroy them, zap them so that they like lose control and start to fall to the ground. Sure. They never crash. Sure. Then he stops through the lightning because Ray, whatever. And then all the ships just, oh, no, no, they were good. We regained power. And then they yeah, just Bill, able to, it, to we, get back we, up. Like, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's such a fucking bad movie. It's so bad. So, but Okay, so where do we, where do we go from here? In terms of Star Wars? Yeah, I mean... Well, look, I'm, I'm, first, I'm looking through my notes because I have more things that are shitty. Uh, <laughs> He's not done airing his grievances. Yet. I have many. I have many. What do you think of... Um, like, I don't care about Rose or... Uh, what's her name? Like, Kelly Tran. Like, she was a shitty character. Like, people are backlash because they're like, oh, she's not in it because of whatever reasons. Like, no. She's a fucking horrible character. I'm glad she wasn't in it. Second, the relationship between Poe Dameron and, and Finn... Was it supposed to be like this weirdly like bro thing or was like. Yeah, I think it was bro. Really? Yeah. There's like some weird sexual tension just because. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it just felt the whole thing felt weird. I also think it was so weird that like Finn was such a main character in episodes seven and and actually eight a lot. They, they do nothing in nine. They do nothing. They with do it. literally yeah. nothing in nine. Yeah, they they. 
I'm going to keep going. The return of fucking Han's ghost to tell Adam Driver on the ship that he's a good boy and everything's going to be okay. Fuck you. Oh, see, I didn't mind that. No, come that on, That was one Bill. of the only times that I thought the movie actually took a second to breathe and actually have some dialogue and not just be a, a breathless chase the entire time. So I didn't mind that. It was stupid. Also, why is Carrie Fisher still alive? The poor lady died yeah, like three so years ago. Like, Carrie, just- Let's talk about the Carrie Fisher thing. So Carrie Fisher passed away uh, during the filming of, or right after the filming of Last Jedi. And Last Jedi continued to use her as they planned on it, which I think was, that's a Ryan Johnson mistake. And I love Ryan Johnson. I'll usually sing his praises, but- Last Jedi is not perfect, Dude, and one of the things that they into the ship. one of the things they should have done in Last Jedi was was kill her character, uh, either through Kylo Ren shooting her into space, which he did, which he did, and that would have been an even more powerful moment for that character of Kylo Ren because he'd have to live with that regret. Instead, they had her survive that, which was mistake number one, and then they have a brand new character, Laura Dern, sacrifice herself by light speeding into the into the fleet, uh, and that could have been. Carrie Fisher also. Sure. And that would have been her because this rebellion has been her entire life, her sacrificing herself to save it. The last, you know, uh, glimpses of it also would have been a great ending for the character. Either of those would have worked. They did neither. They kept her alive. So now this movie, they have to make a movie where she's still alive. How did they do that? And was it old footage? From what I understand, I mean, it certainly felt to me like it was all just cutting room floor, like leftover footage of Carrie Fisher that they then wrote dialogue around and it's just all those scenes felt so forced and awkward and weird and the writing was just off and then they have to you know she has to die in the middle of the movie in a way that is also very odd and not very affecting yeah the Carrie Fisher stuff I thought was a mistake but I also that The Last Jedi kind of made that mistake first for sure I thought Chewie was going to die when they blew up the ship too yeah, I thought that was a I thought that was an unnecessary fake out. I thought that was a little lame. What do you think about Ray Kylo Ren relationship? I don't care. Why did they kiss? It I, made, I mean, that's the big question. It yeah, literally was, made no sense. Yeah, there's a Romeo and Juliet situation there that I didn't care for. I, my audience honestly chuckled when he. Oh, dude, there was died. like laughs, laughter. Which you know, it's not not a good situation when you have a, a I just main character always, dying. Always sunny when and, he pops in his cat eyes. He's and, like, I'm going, laughs are cheap. I'm going for gasps. Yeah. And it's like this heartfelt moment, supposedly. And these people yeah. are just like, ha! So you had a full theater of people that like, oh, just dude, chuckled? Chuckled. It was chuckled. like the, the crowds were turning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh... Can I ask a question? Yeah, please. Yeah, sure. To, to the like, panel. I'm like so sad, sad. Question for the panel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so recent examples of uh, good things that ended badly. I think of Game of Thrones. As oh, that. yeah. Yeah. Like it is a it is a it is a common experience amongst Game of Thrones fans to think uh, that the last season was so bad that it kind of cheapens the previous seven seasons that were really good you know Mm -hmm. like in hindsight you're like "Eh, sure it just doesn't feel the same way because it ended so poorly yeah yeah so does this feel that way to you like do you think that this was so bad that it in in any way invalidates previous star wars i mean it's it's kind of apples to oranges because obviously one's a film franchise that's existed for decades and the other is a fairly recent tv show but like you know what i mean like do you so, think this was so bad that it like actually yeah. tarnishes I think yes what one through yeah unequivocally, yes. unequivocally yes. yeah it ruined it, it it did a lot of Shit. bad damage to <laughs> this american institute <laughs> this global institution right because one through six 
one through six of a Game of Thrones, right? Seasons. Not to like turn this into a Game of Thrones. No, no, but was phenomenal. Well, I, that's right? in my notes. I was gonna say yeah. this is very and Game of Thronesy. The first half of the last season was like okay, right? It just it got a little weird and a little muddled and a little rushed, right? But like when you look at Star Wars as a whole, and this I'm gonna ask you this question: one through three was pretty bad, right? Early 2000s. Yeah, they sort of flirted with disaster. There was pretty bad. That. Yeah. Well, and, th- well, that that's the thing is, I'm well, watching this movie and I'm going okay. So all, all, the, all of a sudden, I would kill for a movie about. Blade, uh, blockades and trade tariffs. Like, come on, give me something. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I, I, I'm going to make a really weird, probably a un, what's the word I'm looking for? A take that episodes one through three were actually better than episodes seven through nine. Ooh, spicy. That's a spicy take. Because. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. Because you weren't saying 100%. that before nine happened. Of course not. Where was this take after fucking Rise of Skywalker or whatever. Because I still they had still one movie to redeem themselves. So you were you were the Force suspending Awak- it. Force Awakens was a, a, a basically That's a reshoot of... That's what I meant, Force Awakens. Force Awakens was great because it was a reshoot of basically A New Hope. Force Awakens was fine in that it did an adequate job creating new, new fans as well as placating old fans and yeah. introducing us to new characters, which are still the best part of these movies, including the one we just saw. The best part is... I mean, JJ has an act for this. Is the casting? Yeah, Ray, Finn, and Poe, and I say Kylo Ren. He's a little more divisive, but those four. If it was them, those four characters in a Star Wars universe, I want them to have their own trilogy. I just want it to have nothing to do with the Skywalker yeah. things. Like, so Force Awakens as a jumping off point was like, okay, we've kind of relived the past. That's fine, but we've established these new characters. Great, mm-hmm. they're all interesting. Great, they're all well acted. They're fun. They have a blast together. This is good. Good start. And then Last Jedi goes, and it's like, okay, still different directions. It's kind of interesting, da 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 And then this movie's like, no, nah, never mind. Forget all that. So they did not, in fact, let the past die. And they no, did not. No, no. they did not. They, they did not. And I, it's a shame because, again, I would love the, the re- only redeeming quality to Rise of Skywalker to me was like Finn and Poe when they did have a couple banter scenes were pretty funny. Yeah. I still like Kylo Ren and Rey. Like they're like force FaceTime conversations i still think are interesting like these characters i think are good they're just wasted in the storytelling that they're doing go ahead sorry i cut you off no i just it's it it it, this movie single-handedly ruined the last probably 40 years that they so you're telling me that like it's fucking empire strikes back comes on tv and you're watching it and you're gonna sit there and be like well this is stupid because the last Star Wars movie sucked. Like you're like legitimately like I I'm, I want to challenge you on this take because I think <laughs> I think you're both very emotional right now. I am. And I think it's I think in your heightened state of emotion you're yeah. saying fuck no. that it ruined everything. But like really like really actually like you're gonna like like watch one of the old like 70s Star Wars or 80s Star Wars movies and be like yeah this is garbage here's the thing. because here's, because the he, last one here's the thing I have always contended check, check the tapes I have always contended yeah, he doesn't think that they're good that movies A New Hope <laughs> is the only one that I actually really like and think is really good and the rest I could take or leave and that's always been my my take on it I recently rewatched Rogue One by the way which the is movie's fucking awesome it's yeah, that movie's so good yeah. no, so great. like now for me it's like Rogue One and New Hope those two right but does, are, the, does this one change where well, you are I was always like ones. on the fence about the other ones and now I'm like no now, now I definitely fence. don't care okay. about even right. even the introduction of of Vader as the father and Yoda and like it starts to go off the rails and it's like whatever like I don't care about any of that I just Rogue One and A New Hope I think are 
are the ones that I will actually revisit. I love, I think are great. I think are interesting. I think are smart. The rest just gets so crazy. Uh, I, I don't like them anymore, yeah. especially when with this in to add to it. And it kind of, uh, we, we hinted about it earlier. We talked about it earlier, but, and the, on the flip side is like, I'm really excited about the kind of moving away from the Skywalker saga, right? The, the Mandalorian, the, the new Disney plus TV show, it's fucking fantastic, right? It is. The middle episodes you could yeah, you could qualm about, but it's overall great. Uh Dave Filoni, it, it, so it kind of created by John Favreau, but who's really spearheading it is Dave Filoni, who was basically the guy who created the animated TV show the, the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And them together, well, Dave Filoni is basically has become George Lucas's like right-hand man. Yeah. Um and the thing with Dave Filoni and John Favreau is they they basically see the Star Wars universe as one through six, right? They don't go really into seven, right, eight, right, nine. Right. They understand that there's so much lore and canon and passion there and characters and worlds that they can kind of hone in on an area of the galaxy and just fucking yeah. just go for it. And the Mandalorian proves that is that it takes ideas from the universe, but makes it completely its own. It's kind of like this weird spaghetti Western, yeah, it's Japanese great. samurai movie. It, it just it doesn't have a, a lot of the the nonsense that some of the no, other ones do. And, just, and and I love the Mandalorian because it shows us a side of Star Wars that we don't see ever in the regular saga, which is the lives of the people that actually live in this universe. Yeah. Because so much of the movie, we're dealing with the top dogs, either the actual Supreme Leader or the actual leader of the resistance. And And these three families. And the same three families over and over again. Versus now, and this is part of why I I really liked Rogue One when I rewatched it recently. Because Ben Mendelsohn comes in in the open, in the cold open, and talks about how like he's part of the Empire, but he's bringing order and peace to the galaxy and da-da-da-da. And then in this movie, you have the client who talks a little bit about like the benefits of the empire. And it's like, I want to know what it's like for someone who has to live under the empire and deal with it. And like, what's it like? Like what's actually going on on boots on the ground situations? Like those are stories that we have not gotten yet that the Mandalorian is starting to kind of show more of. Like we meet different characters from different pasts within the situation that are not the Skywalkers or the Palpatines. Yeah, yeah, and the, the reason why I love the the Mandalorian too is like you know the Skywalker saga is on such a grand scale, right? It it is the universe as we know it as the right. audience, but like the Mandalorian, like he's going to these small individual planets and helping people deal with the things that are plaguing their world and their universes. Right. Whether it's like a you know group of you know invaders or you know like. Vikings, if you will, or right. whatever, like it's on a, a smaller scale that feels much more intimate than this big, bad empire that's right. end of the world, end of the world, yeah. doom and gloom. And it's new. And that's the thing that's so uh, annoying about the Skywalker saga across these nine movies is just the amount of repetition is unreal. Like you have episode four is about the Death Star. Episode six is about another Death Star. Episode seven is about a bigger Death Star. And episode nine is about a fleet of mobile Death Stars. Like- we fucking get it. Like, write something new for the love of God. Like, you have the universe at your disposal. You create literally anything. And instead, we're telling the same stories over and over and over again for nine movies. 
And that's why Last Jedi was such a breath of fresh air, even if it didn't nail everything. And why Mandalorian is such a breath of fresh air. And why I love these new characters, which I thought were breath of fresh air, but they were stuck within the confines of the stupid story that we mm-hmm. keep telling over and over again yeah. when we already did it and we did it great and we don't need to keep doing it. <sighs> a lot of passion. Yeah, it is like Thrones to me, though. When I think about Thrones, all I think about is like, oh, God, what a fucking waste. Like, I just think about that ending. And for most of Star Wars, it's going to be the same thing. Where it's like, oh, God, the prequel sucked. And now they messed up the end, too. It's like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing here? Yeah, like, what do we really have? Yeah, what do we actually have besides A New Hope? Which is the best one. And, and the only one that matters. And Rogue One. And Rogue One was fucking great. Rogue One, that final sequence, with, which includes, like, the battle sequence in space as well as on the beaches... It's probably the best battle sequence in any Star Wars. Like in terms oh, of yeah. being like able, Dude. like not cut to shreds editing wise. Like you can follow it. It's beautiful. There's like there's stationary cams on like the backs of the X wings and stuff. Like it was. Dude, that awesome. last 20, 30 seconds where you can actually see how ruthless oh, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, you get, peak, yeah, he's you get like, peak Vader. He's yeah. like crunching people's trachas and shit. You're like, oh my, oh my god. Yeah, he he force levitates a guy into the ceiling and then as he walks by, fucking whips the lightsaber yeah. up and cuts him in half. Oh, yeah, it's fucking dope. He's <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. It's, I'm just, fucking miserable. it's such a shame. And also the gall, the unmitigated the gall to hire and cast Carrie Russell, one of our finest actors working today, and put her in a daft punk helmet the entire fucking movie. I was furious. I had no idea it was her until you told me and I was like. I heard her voice. I'm like, I recognize her. And then I realized it's Carrie Russell and I'm like, oh my God, Carrie Russell. I love her. She's one of the best actresses there is. When are we going to like see her like really interact with someone? And she's in the helmet the whole movie. When her and Poe were talking and you realize that they have a backstory. Well, they had a little bit of thing going. I'm like, I'd rather be watching that movie right now. Like show me their history. Like that's interesting. Whatever you're doing with this stupid chasing the everything else. The dagger. Is dumb. And the GPS unit. Oh my God. The Wayfinder. Star Wars egg, Episode eggs, 9. To get to Exegol. The Garmin. Exegol. <laughs> The naming is also turn also, at why Tatooine. Don't, why don't we ever, if we're going to make the universe feel small by having the same family run everything, yeah. why don't we reuse some of the planets? Like, that's my problem too. Is like, I get they want to make the universe seem big by like having all these different worlds, but we're really not because we're saying that the same people run it. So you might as well make it a little tighter. Like, why do we have four different uh, desert Dude, imagine planets. if fucking uh, Kylo Ren went down to the cantina on Tatooine and just had like a mass right. execution. <laughs> yeah. Or like, dun, 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 like the shoving real, flutes up noses and shit. The real great idea I heard online, there's a there's a guy that did a video about what if the prequels were good and he like rewrites the prequels to be good. Great. His best idea was instead of Naboo, which is like a brand new planet with new things and yeah. new whatever. The prequels, instead of taking place on Naboo, all should have taken place on Alderaan. So then in A New Hope, when they blow up Alderaan, you actually have some connection to it because you're like, oh shit, that's that's yeah. that's all the people that are or when you're watching the prequels so they yeah. came out later, you're all like, these people that all I love. these people are about to die are gonna die when they test the Death Star. Like oh, that's such a great There idea. should have been more connection instead of just creating new worlds to just send everybody off to all over the place. Yeah, why didn't they do that? I don't know. Cause what's her name dies during childbirth, right? That that's another thing, is they can't. These movies, they can't even connect to each other. It's so, fr- like, the prequels, all they need to do in those prequel movies is connect to the speech that Obi-Wan gives in A New Hope. Like, as long as those make sense, you're okay. And they couldn't even do that. And then later, in Return of the Jedi, uh, she says, he says to her, like, do you remember our mother or whatever? And Leia says a little bit from when I was a kid, but that's it. 
And they go back and make the prequels and they make her die in childbirth. So it's yeah, like, it was like, okay, did so she die? they don't. So you're just invalidating your own movies. Like, how yeah, are you not fact-checking that this? That should have happened on, on, yeah, you're right. And then she dies in childbirth. He goes fucking insane. And he's like, well, the first thing I'm going to do when like I get of age is like, or when I become powerful, is like destroy that planet that caused me so much pain. Can we can we end this? Yeah, it's glad to be. I'm so glad we're back. But what a <laughs> shitty way to come back, huh? Yeah, this is bad. This is it's Craig. Such any a shame. closing thoughts? Anything no, you dude, just another. You excited pra- to see it? We sorry we ruined it for you. <laughs> I have not seen it. I still plan on it. Yeah. yeah, see it. Come back. Let us know what you think. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, or uh, a hot take about, uh, well, well, if you liked it, so. Was there anything you liked about it? Because no. I do have. Oh no 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 no. Nothing. If it wasn't, I, if I wasn't with a group of people, I and I've, I saw it by myself, I would have, I would have walked out. Walked out. Yeah. Uh, I will say the the there is one thing that I liked. One thing that I thought was actually a cool addition. So like, the Last Jedi, right? Like had it wasn't perfect, but it had moments like the light speed through the fleet. Like there are sure. certain like moments that like worked really well. This movie basically had none, but there was one thing in this movie that I did think was pretty cool was the light speed skipping where they were like blasting forward and then coming out and you were in a new place and then they were blasting forward and coming out and they were in a different situation. Like I thought that was actually like a really neat visual trick, a really neat set piece to okay. be jumping in and out of light speed with new environments every time. Sure. thought that was cool. Yeah. That's the end of the list. Roger that. <laughs> That's it. So if you liked it, didn't like it, have a hot take, uh, whatever, um, feel free to uh, comment on our Instagram, slide into our DMs. Uh, are we on any other social media? Twitter? Uh, not really. Instagram. Instagram is the, way, is to the way to go, for sure. Uh, let us know what you think. Facebook, too. It's on and Facebook. Uh, have a uh, happy end of 2019, and we're looking forward to 2020. Thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Like AJ said, make sure to follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It.